Hello, hello, and welcome to all the Babu listeners from all over the globe. I'm really happy to have you here. And let me just take a few moments to say thank you and send a shout out to all the moms in the world. And in a special way, we remember all the moms who have departed um, from this world and just wish you, you know, everybody who is um doesn't have the man physically with them know that they are angels watching over you and all of your family so happy mother's day and guys welcome back to the bible podcast whereby we're going to go into part 2 of the end of the beginning story and just to recap um if you'd like to catch up with part 1 um of the episode i'm happy to share that link with you other than that let's get on with it so when i start reading through um his messages i see i just want to know like what has he been saying to his friends because these are the same friends that i used to hang out with and in fact one of his friends had come um to the coast and had visited us and it seemed that i was pregnant with his child and i could see him you know in the pictures when i went to the office and i logged on to facebook and i saw what was going on and i just wanted to know okay what was he saying about me at the time or you know what was he telling his friends um where i was because somebody must have asked right and i saw he was trying to explain to this girl how um i'm just a young lady that he had met in mombasa and i had run away from home and he was just trying to give me some work and now i was you know stuck um in his house i didn't really want to go back and i don't have anywhere else to go so i am just ambot Um for those guys who don't know Mbotch is a slang um not an endearing one for is how house help or lady who comes to you know clean your clothes clean your house so he told this girl that that's what I was and he had said to her that when he comes back he was going to kick me out um because I need to go figure out what my life is and I saw he they had made a plan of how he was going to you know apply for a visa and to go see this girl and how he was crying all at the airport and this guy was like oh my god my uncle was so heartbroken he couldn't believe it he's going to buy you a ticket to come see me i'm just reading thinking i had a whole life ahead of me i'd gone to campus i've made peace and chosen <laughs> to give up this life and try and have this baby at 18 guys i had no idea what i was getting myself into so i wake him up and i say hey who's you know this girl like i really don't want to say names and like so who's this girl and he, he just brushes me off he's like oh, whatever don't just tell me i'm tired oh my god i get pissed so just beside the bed um there was a tv um that was just on a 
you know, TV stand, and beside it was a small、um, stove. So I just took this stove. I had so much anger seething in me. This guy had left me for an entire month, not knowing where he is in Nairobi, having fun, and I'm here pregnant. I've ruined my life. I just took it. And I threw the stove, and it hit him on his back, and he just woke up in a shock. And he looked at me this time. I am angry, and I'm shouting. I said, "You have to tell me where you've been this entire month because I can't be pregnant here with your kid. I came. You've lost my phone. You're telling, you know."、Um, This girl that I'm your house help, I'm your butch. What the? I'm angry, and then he just punches me in the face, and I fall down. And this is about the third or fourth time、um, he's doing this, so I'm ready to go at it with him. You know, with my big stomach, I don't care. I don't know where this energy came from. So we're going at it. He's punching me. I'm taking the TV. I'm throwing it right at him, and then he just. Pushed me in my stomach and I fell, and then he's hurling insults at me. He's like, "You're you're a prostitute. I don't even know if this kid is mine. You could be lying." Oh, and the anger was just getting more and more. But I'm in pain at this point because now he's kicking me. I'm on the floor, so my body just gives in, right? I just. I, I can't fight anymore. And then the neighbors come in. They're trying to knock down, and then they knock down the door. And he's, you know, forced to stop、um, beating me up. And then they come and they get me out of the house. And I spend the night at this neighbor's place. And so this lady says, the next day,、um, they used to call me auntie. So like, auntie, we need to get you checked. You really need to check if the baby's okay. Um. Bruised, I. Oh my goodness, I. I thought I was going to die that night. So she sends a、um, local、um, lady to come and,、uh, you know, check、um, if the baby's sitting right because at that time I don't have money to go to the hospital. And so the lady comes and you know she tries and checks the baby, tries and checks, she checks and. Yeah, she says something, and yeah, she goes away. So I don't think much of it. And then they come back and say, "We really need to go to the hospital." So at this point,、um, I didn't know, but oh my God, bless mothers!、Um, she had already established contact、um, with the lady、um, for where I was staying at, and she said, "If if she doesn't, you know, she was she was okay. If I wasn't right." Um, I wasn't feeling okay to come out to her and let her know what was going on. She just wanted someone to keep an eye on me and say if I'm fine. And this whole time, this is how bad、um, and conservative、um, the home that I grew up in is. Like this whole time, like my dad just knows this girl is in campus, is in school, just trying to do her thing. So my mom has really tried to cover it up, right? And I remember that day. I was just sitting outside, and he was just walking around. And he came and he found me outside. I was really scared, so 
I didn't say anything to him. He just came crawling and crying and saying, I'm sorry. I, I don't know what got over me. And, you know, at this time, I'm really not trying to hear anything. And then he says, I've got a plan for us tomorrow. Um, I got a house in South Coast. So we can leave tomorrow if you want. And, you know, I'm just ready to leave all this behind. Um, I'm getting a new position in everything. So I'd really want to take you. And at the time, something in me said, no, don't go. Like, it, it really felt like it was going to be my last time. Um, here, seeing everybody. And so something in me just said, don't go. But where else was I going to go? You know, this is me at eight, 18, almost 19 now, almost seven months pregnant. Um, I, I don't know where I was going to go. So I said, okay, um, let's go see the house tomorrow and, you know, make a decision from there. So as we're getting ready um, to leave the house, um, a lady who used to um, work for my mom at the time, um, so I'm just sitting on the bed waiting for him. He was cleaning his shoes so that we can just um, go out. And this whole time I'm just saying, like, Stella, don't go. There's just a voice in me, don't go. Like, but I didn't care. I was like, I was so ready. Like, if, if I was going to die, if he was going to throw me, you know, into the ocean, I was so ready to just end with it. You know, I didn't have the courage to take my own life. So I said, if he's going to kill me, then I'm okay with it. I'm going to die. It's fine. I was so hopeless at the time. And I remember this lady um, who used to work for my mom. So my mom sent her to come and get me. This time I've got no clue. And she just walks into the house. And I'm so scared. I stand up. I'm going to run. But literally on the other side of the room, there's nothing but a wall. And she stands there in shock. She's like, okay, Stella, where are you running to? And I look at her like she's a ghost standing in front of me. I say, I can't believe it. You're here. And it's like, yes, like your mom really, really just wants to talk to you and, you know, see if you're okay. And so she makes a call. And I speak to my mom and I remember that time just screaming and crying, saying, I'm sorry. I just want to, you know, be back and... I just want to be home. And she said, that's fine. No, no matter what happens, you know, I, I love you. And that's why I've sent, um, you know, this girl to come and pick you. I couldn't come, you know, your father. And I said, I understand. I just want to be home and go back to school, you know, because I felt like this was the end for me. So when we try and leave, um, so at the time my boyfriend does not want to, you know, let me go. And my mom kind of had to get on the phone um, with him and say, hey, this is my daughter. I haven't seen her in over six months. And I just want her to come and see me here in Nairobi. And I just want to know she's okay. And you guys can go ahead. You can have the baby if you want to. I just want to see my daughter and know that everything is okay. And so 
at that point he doesn't want to let go of me and he says okay how about he calls me aside and he says how about you just stay for tonight you know because i just want to make sure that things are right with you like we, we've not been living right and i say to the lady how about we just stay you know for this evening and she calls me aside and she says no no stella i've got a bad feeling about this i feel like he just wants to you know end you because he doesn't want to let you go and there's no reason so i say no it's it's okay i mean this is his child at the end of the day so let's see how it goes you know and that night something in me just told me you know like girl don't fall asleep don't fall asleep and i remember he was just pacing up and down and i'm asking him what's wrong do you, you know talk to me and he's like no no it's okay I just have a bad feeling when you go i'll never see you again and i'm like i mean i have this kid like this really nothing i just need to go see my mother and you know just yeah i just need to see my mom so that night i remember i didn't sleep because deep down i knew this was the last if if i slept like i would not wake up um just something in me was like this guy is just going to end my life and so i stayed up like literally the whole night and the next day um i remember we we took a bus um it was leaving Mombasa at around 7 a.m. in the morning. So at 6, um I wake up, um I didn't even pack anything. Um and I just walked out and then as as I was walking out, he was still asleep. He wakes up and is like, "Where are you going?" I said, "I'm going to meet um you know, really trying to avoid name dropping here. I'm going to meet um this lady because we have to leave today. I need to go see my mom, remember? And he says, "Okay, no worries. I'll walk you to the bus." So he says, "Give me a few minutes. I try and get ready." So this is at 15 past and he goes to the shower. He's like, "Just 5 minutes. I'll be out of here." So it's about a 15 um minute walk um to the bus, but pregnant at this time, so of course it's going to take me a little bit longer. and at half 6 he's still not out of the bathroom and I'm like I really need to go so I just started walking and then he runs up um behind me and I'm just you know trying to get to the bus because I felt like he was really trying to hold me back so Uh, we we're at the bus now and this is literally about 2 3 minutes the bus is about to get away and this lady is just looking at me like what's wrong with you get on the bus let's go and i can't move she can't see um so this guy is literally holding my hand and i'm trying to talk to the um, um bus attendants who are just there you know just trying to signal them like I need to get on this bus and I can see her on the bus. Um this lady is telling them no, we can't leave. Um she's right here. And when I'm trying to go, he's he doesn't want to let my hand go, so I said let me go. I literally left Mombasa with just a top and a lace on because remember I just left campus. 
um, with clothes worth a week. Nothing was really fitting me now. Had what no new clothes, nothing. So I had a lesso and just a top, and I finally managed to get onto the bus and leave. And I just felt a sigh of okay, think things are going to be okay, you know. But at the same time, I'm really nervous because. I'm I'm headed to Nairobi to see my mom what what's going to happen and we get to Nairobi um that evening and I remember getting just so sick on the bus I didn't know what was wrong I just got so sick um even just threw up literally every 5 6 minutes I was just throwing up I was I couldn't hold anything down so got to Nairobi and then go to the hospital and we get to the hospital <sighs> i have to get admitted um do tests there's no heartbeat and yeah so we just had to make a call for that night and i'm immediately induced and that was the end it was uh yeah I still won and it's it's difficult to put into words you know at the time um what was going on but I remember everyone just around me was looking at me like okay this young girl like you know what do you want with your life and I just remember feeling so lost and broken and nowhere to turn to so after that um I was discharged about 2-3 days later and of course I couldn't go um home this entire time um remember my father still thinks I'm in compass right um so I go into the um this lady's house um the same lady who came pick me up um from Mombasa and one time as she was leaving um the workplace um, where they used to work with my mom this guy <laughs> follows her behind and follows her home so as she's about to get um into the gate um leading to her house he accosts her and he goes you know he breaks he, he breaks down and he says oh i just want to know is she okay i just want to see her and he manages to convince um this lady for her to let him um come and see me so at this time i'm just you know um in bed i really couldn't move much i really couldn't do anything and she just comes it's like hey so how's your day have you been like all good and then she says i've got someone who wants to see you i'll just be in the next um room it was a bed seater so she just went to the neighbor's house and for some reason i thought that you know despite the beating and everything that we had gone through that he would finally have some compassion but that day he just sat you know in the bed i couldn't talk couldn't say much i was so weak at the time and he just came on and he raped 
me. And he said, you think this is the end. You're going to have a child for me. Once he was done, he just left, you know. And when this lady came back, I'm, I can hear her. She's trying to cook and she's trying to ask me, so what did you guys talk about? What did he say? And she's just thinking, these are just two young adults in love. And so I finally get the courage to open up and tell her what has happened. And then we have to go to the hospital get meds they have to you know put me on emergency pills and emergency um tests and everything because i just come out of that ordeal <laughs> anyway so somehow i managed to um heal through and i still haven't you know processed everything that i've been through and my mom walks out and we're back um, to uni and I get back to uni. This is almost a year away and guys are like, oh my God, you're back. Where have you been? And we've had these stories and that. So I really didn't open up um, to anybody at that point. You know, I just let whatever rumors were flying, let them fly and whatever people wanted to say i just really didn't care at the time i just wanted to you know move on with my life um at the time i started making a plan of what i really wanted to do and i said to myself you want to be a filmmaker you want to be you know a producer an artist and you're just gonna go ahead and do that and i remember i made a note um to myself and i said i was gonna go had finished my campus go ahead do my masters and come back and just you know be a be a, be a great um a career woman so as we're trying to move on and this is about seven months um after the ordeal and you know i'm just with my friends um at the hostel where i was staying at i remember sitting in the cafeteria and I was watching the news and I was just overwhelmed with this um, love um, for this guy I just didn't understand and I just you know looked up and I told God God I know this can't be the life for me or the life that you would have want me to leave so just give me a sign to you know let go of this feelings that i have for this person that i know is not right for me because i wouldn't say it was love it was more of pity i'd think okay so who's taking care of him now and at that point this was around um 2011 around april may I don't know if any of you remember the story, but um, you can go up and Google now. There's a journalist by the name of Sarah Omboy um, who was murdered by her husband um, at the time in their home. And I was in campus, you know, 
um trying to study journalism and that's what i wanted to go do you know either be a film producer and tell stories and i remember seeing that story and something spoke in me and it said if i don't leave him like that was going to be my future you know like i i was going to be one of the women that was killed um by somebody that she loved and she trusted and it was that was the breaking point for me so i just you know that story really spoke volumes in me and i said okay i hear you this is it i'm done so we're in campus i'm just trying to move on and i remember that weekend it was um i can't remember if it was Cecile or Elaine had come into town and oh i love 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 this woman i think it was Elaine right and well we didn't make it to go to the concert but we did end up um in Westlands and then with a few friends um had a good time and this is around 5 um 5:13 in the morning we're getting back to campus with my friend and as we're walking we just turn behind and she says hey isn't that your ex and i look back oh my legs just felt heavy at that point and we're trying to walk fast and he's just you know walking fast behind us and I'm holding my friend's hand I'm like let's go let's go and just like we're really trying to walk up it we're going up a hill and yeah so he he kind of caught up and he started hurling insults um to me saying oh you're a, you're a whole your mother is a whole your whole family is hoes and I oh I just you know when he started hurling insults at my mom i just turned and i said hey stop it if you have something to say you know say to me call me any name that you want but please don't bring or drag my mother into this and at this point um he's actually coming we're standing to to this is almost 6 um in the morning almost daylight right and he he just looks at me and he says he asks me Where's my kid? And I say to him, you, ki- <laughs> you killed him. <laughs> so <laughs> we're done. Right? And at this time I'm just you know I'm feeling so ridiculous like what gives him the right to even try and ask me? You know he never cared. And I just thought, you know, Yeah, I just tell him like you killed him. That's the end of us, you know. And I start walking back. Oh. I didn't even take two steps. He grabbed my hair, yanked it, and I fell on my back. And he came on top of me, started hitting me, you know, he's throwing his blows at me and my friend at this point is hysterical screaming. And some two guys just walk um pastors and they think oh well these are just domestic they really don't want to get involved because at the time i remember remember we just from a night out so i have stockings and i'm wearing a short dress and then my friend at this point runs and she tries to go look for help and this guy is just raining blows on me so i end up he i end up falling um i remember he just like walked on my body he was standing on my body and he's like t- 
trampling me to the ground when he's fit and at that point i'd fallen onto a fence and there's this sharp edge of the fence that got into my left hand and i just passed out because it was such a piercing pain i remember and then in that moment it was such an out of body experience but it it felt like it was just a few seconds at the time and i remember just wearing court and he's standing on one end of the court and my mom is sitting on the other end of the court crying hysterical and i could tell he was standing trial for my mother and i just something clean i'm like no i can't be dead so i wake up to my friends screaming oh my god she's dead she's dead you've killed her you've killed her and at this time he's stomps cuz he's stomping me onto the ground with his feet and walking all over me i'm laying face down and then he just drags me and wed fallen into the fence um the the whatever had pierced into me as he was dragging me it cut through my skin and that's how i came back i was just you know gone for and as soon as i came back it's like oh my god oh my god oh my god so this is my friend saying i'm dead i'm dead and i'm like oh my god like i'm i was really thinking i'm dead but this pain like i just couldn't explain it and i sat up and my dress is torn i'm bloody everywhere i just held her hand and he said let's go and we just went into the hostel So as soon as we get into the hostel um you know it's it was such a things happened so quickly and I remember when we got to the hostel my roommate just looking at me and my friend like what in the world happened to you and my friend is trying to give a story I'm I'm in trance I I can't I can't speak I'm just you know bloody and my dress is just torn and i just said i need to call my mom so i called my mom and i explained to her what has happened and she's really upset at this point so she asked like what were you doing out at that hour and you know she just goes off and says okay um you need to go to the doctors get a p3 i'm going to have this guy arrested and so that's what i do i yeah don't even shower just you know change the dress and um go up to the matron's office um for the hostel we're staying at um she takes some pictures and then call the doctor they come examine me and yeah we go report um give it a p3 fill it in and this time i'm just everything just looks like it's happening you know in trance i can't really i wasn't feeling anything and for like 2 years straight i was in such absorbed in such a deep darkness of just pain and more pain and you know it just didn't seem like there was an end to it and i remember feeling so 
insecure and so unloved and unworthy of anything um good in this life but i had such a wonderful um roommate and and you know friends at campus who walked with me um that journey and finally i was i was getting to you know be stellar again and it was i remember this one time and um, had gone back um to uni at this time and i was walking back um my roommate had tried to call me several times so i'm like okay what's you know what the hell's happening so guys um just a little fact here that with a lot of um gender based violence cases um which happens to everyone doesn't matter your race your religion your education income level no matter where you are in the world gender based violence is something that happens to you know a lot of people and data shows that 85% of men are abusers and 15% of women um in you know few cases are the abusers but when it comes to leaving um a situation 70% of murders happen after the victim has left you know and at this point the abuser has got nothing to lose so my roommate is you know trying to call me so i'm in class so i ignore it you know and she texts me like please call me when you see this and wondering what's happening so after i leave class um i give her a call and she says i came from class today and i found your ex in our room hiding in your closet and i'm like what and she says you need to come here quick because she called the security and they tried to get a hold of him and he's run away and she just thinks like he's about to hurt me so i want to you know um this time i'm just walking to my hostel very quickly i'm just trying to get there and find out what's happening i don't think at the time you know like he would do anything to me i mean this is months um after and i've moved on i mean i'm just trying to you know finish uni and go get my masters and all that so and work at the same time so as i get um near the hostel he just accosts me from nowhere this guy just appears and he looks so psychotic at this point i'm like oh my goodness this is the day that i die and i remember just being just trying to be really nice to him at the time like hey it's been such a long time how have you been i'm really tr- so and he's caught me at a pathway this is at serena um hotel and i was going to ywca so at the time i try and walk as fast as i could while he's behind me trying to talk to me he's like okay why don't you just slow down we talk and i'm like yeah I'm, i'm slowing down so i was just trying to get to the light so i get to the light and i get just outside serena hotel and there's guards there and he says no just come here i want to talk to you and he's calling me onto a darker area and i said no you come here and talk to me if you want to talk so at this point um he's almost shouting 
um, at me and one of the security guards at Serena comes and asks hey is everything okay here and I tell him please could you kindly escort me I'm going to my hostels I'm just staying right here at YWC and this guy is trying to harass me and then he says oh no come on he's my that's my girlfriend uh like don't come in between what you don't know and this guy looks like he's almost and I tell him sir please I am begging you literally if you let me walk by myself i don't think i'll make it just escort me that's what i'm asking you for please just escort me to my hostel and thank god this guy listens to me he escorts me he escorts me um to my hostel and just as we're getting near the hostel one of the night security guards is outside patrolling and he says at that time he knew me he's like oh my god you're here stella is like there's this crazy guy we tried to chase him he's running away i don't think he's okay and i said i know who you're talking about and i you know recount the incident that had happened um at the time when my friend um and i were attacked um, from that elaine concert and he says is that the man in-? and he asks me how old are you and i tell him 19 and he's like what why are you allowing yourself to go through these things and i explained to him that it's done but anyway um you know happy to say that to this day i have not laid eyes on that guy and i hope i never do and it took such a long time for me to heal um from that and One thing I'd like to say to any woman or any girl who is in a relationship and it's an abusive relationship love yourself enough okay love yourself enough to realize that you're dying a little bit every single second minute hour day week months and every year that you allow this to happen to you. And you know one of the questions that guys will ask is why don't you know women who go through violence or this kind of abuse just leave? And there's a a psychologist um Lenore Walker, right? And if you can get a hold of this, um she 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 wrote uh quite a detailed um explanation onto the battered um woman syndrome which is actually classified as a subtype um of post traumatic um stress disorder and this is because for you to understand why it's difficult for women um or men um in gender based violence relationships especially the ones in marriage um to walk away there's a cycle of abuse um that has got to do with power and control that you're sucked into all right and at first it starts with um you know um seduce and charm and you know this is the time where you're swept off your feet and you feel oh my god it's a romeo and juliet story this is the person that i've been looking for and then after that you're isolated so this is when the abuser is trying to get you know 
um, gain control so that you're dependent on him or her only and in my case it was at that point when I'd gotten to Mombasa and he took away the phone um, from me at the time I didn't understand you know what he was trying to do and throughout our relationship you know he'd talk down at my friends I'd really grown distant with um, uh, the people in my life that I had grown up with no one really knew what was happening I was just so distant right and he really made me believe that no one else could love me the same way that he had and then after that there's the humiliation that comes right so this is whereby they introduce a threat of violence and this is almost like test the boundaries um, of your reaction and then the abuse happens so this can be physical in my case it was physical Um, i've been in other relationships that um, it was just a lot of emotional abuse, you know, whereby um, I'd come clean and tell, you know, the man or the guy that is asking me to get into a relationship with him. And this was a year after all this had happened. And I came clean with the guy and I told him I went through this. I've got so much baggage. I don't think you want to get yourself involved with that. And he says, you know what? It's fine. We'll get through it together. But at some point um, in that relationship, I remember he'd use um, this incident says that I had come clean to tell him to, you know, um, just let him know what what I had been through and what I was dealing with. And he'd tell me things like, oh, I'm so sad that um, even if we were to, you know, get married and have a child, I wouldn't be the first one. And I'd feel so guilty and so embarrassed and so ashamed and, you know, try and apologize. And it was, and this is a year after um, being in a relationship with, being in a relationship with this other guy. So the cycle of abuse continued only that it wasn't physical. It was more emotional and psychological at this time. And obviously you guys know at this point that for any form of abuse you know it doesn't have to be physical pain inflicted it's manipulation it's narcissism it's um narcissism i can never say that narcissistic behavior narcissism whatever (laughs) you get it um you know just feeding on into your insecurities like it's and it's not a random thing you know it takes time um for for this cycle of abuse i'd really really urge um if you do get the time um do look at the work of lenore edna walker and um yeah get yourself familiar with the cycle of abuse and something else um i remember today actually i was um watching um one of dave Chappelle's show and there's a book um he 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 referenced and i'm I'm gonna try and get this book but he talked it's about um it was written by iceberg slim it's called pimp and he said something today about um power and control and, and and how they used to you know control the ladies and he gives a an incident an excerpt from one um from the book whereby iceberg goes to one of the um older pimps with more experience and he says to him that he's having a hard time um controlling um a woman 
um, that he was deeming, you know, unbreakable at the time. And this is, I think, around, um, I can't remember the time, 1950s, 60s, I, I don't know, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm going to go try and find the book, right? It's called Pimp um, by Iceberg Slim. And this older pimp um, says to Slim that, um, um, you know, like, this is like the easiest thing you can do um, to break a bitch. And what you do is you beat that bitch with a coat hanger, run a bath and give her some pills. And she'll be so grateful that you fixed her, that she'll forget the same that you're the same guy who's tried to bit her. And so what I'm trying to drive at is in the cycle of abuse that Lenore um, Walker um, created, whereby you start with the seduce and charm, and then you're isolated, and then comes the um, humiliation, and then the introduction of you know, um, abuse. And then you go into the honeymoon phase, whereby the abuser feels so much remorse, shame, um, regrets and you know you start you, as they're abused you start to feel like you've got some power back like okay he loves me or you know if it's a guy going through the abuse like okay she loves me but then you're taking back to the humiliation and then the abuse and then it's a honeymoon phase again whereby they come and apologize and say i'm sorry and it's just an endless cycle and so what i'd like to leave you with um, as, as a woman who's going through um, any form of abuse and you feel like you're stuck and you can't get out of it. If you let go a little, you will have a little peace. If you let go a lot, you will have a lot of peace. If you let go completely, you will have complete peace. These are words that have spoken to me through the years and with every waking moment it's not easy you know to go through it every day but you have to realize that you are such a beautiful and powerful human being that only you can go back in yourself and dig that beauty and rise you know throughout this pain that this person is inflicting on you and you have to know that there's absolutely nothing wrong with you just because you're going through this abuse. It's all on them. It's all the insecurities they're inflicting on you. It's their, you know, disappointment. It's their own anger that they have to deal with. And you don't have to put yourself to go through that. And so... For you to heal yourself, there's a. I'd, I'd like to end um, this podcast um, by. Uh, I don't know if it's a poem um, by Nazwa Zebian, and if you can just you know repeat this to yourself, um, say this to your friend, um, if you know someone who's going through or is stuck in a relationship that's really toxic for them, and just release and forgive yourself. And know that you can break the chains um, of that cycle of abuse. And yes, yes, you will get somebody else to love you 
more and way better than you know the situation you're in and to the abuser i have this one thing to say to you and is that today or in the time i decided to forgive you and not because you apologized or because you acknowledged the pain that you caused me but because my soul deserves peace and so guys if you know anyone um or if you do come across anybody who's in a you know abusive situation and they need help um in Kenya you can call this a gender based um violence hotline that's 1195 i'll say that again 1195 and abuse thrives in silence so let's break the silence and remember what uh, martin luther king said that in the end what will hurt us most is not the words of our enemies but the silence of our friends and abuse guys thrives in silence so break the silence today and save a life right so that's the um end we've come to the end of a very heavy episode of babu i really hope that my story helps somebody out there uh to realize that they can become a better version of who they are more than you think you can be and i'm out Thank you.